What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the JM Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons and Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. My name is John. I'll be the host for this episode of Magic Monday, where I love to talk about my favorite tabletop card playing game, Magic the Gathering. And this episode is specifically to focus around building a budget deck, a blue-white control deck of sorts, that allows you to jump in, get a taste for control magic, and have some fun with some old-school cards on the cheap. So without further ado, let's dive on into blue-white control on a budget. So something that I really, I talked about a little bit on my Sarah Angel card preview was the idea of a blue-white control deck that is using Sarah Angel. Um, there is a deck back in the day called The Deck. It was a blue-white control deck, and the whole idea of the deck was that you were going to pack it chock full with as many counter spells and removal pieces as you can, and hopefully eventually draw into a Sarah Angel that you would then protect with counter spells. Um, and other removal pieces to get rid of your enemy's threats. Now, it was a pretty decent deck, and I'm pretty sure it won some tournaments as well, too, some pretty big ones for Magic back in the day in the 90s. But slowly but surely, cards like Sarah Angel kind of fell to the wayside. And, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really know if it's necessarily, like, the best deck or best card to look for, but I feel like if you play the deck right and you learn how to play it, this is a great casual deck that is modern legal that you can go through and play. And I'm going to submit the deck list into the description below. Um, so wherever you're listening to the podcast at, check it out. I'll have the link on there for you to check out my MTG Goldfish deck tech. Um, but let's just go over and talk about it. So what were my central specific cards? Well, Sarah Angel was one of them. Sarah Angel is white, white, three of the other color. She is a angel and she's a four, four. She's got flying and she has vigilance. So I mean, she can attack and she can block. Something I did not realize is that they made a functional reprint of Sarah Angel just in blue in the card Sarah Sphinx. Sarah Sphinx is blue, blue, three of any other color. It's a Sphinx creature. It's a 4-4 and it has flying and has vigilance. So kind of crazy. It's the same exact card, just blue rather than white. And I feel like that's where I really started, my mind started thinking, okay, maybe I should start building a deck around it because each of these cards are like 25 cents a piece um, on Card Kingdom. So you can go and pick them up, full play set of each for a buck, if that. Chances are there was tons of welcome decks that had Sarah Angel in it. I bet you can pick Sarah Sphinx up for pretty cheap as it's an uncommon that's probably not played in Popper and it's probably not played in other sources either. The idea of the deck though is five mana, is a lot of mana to get to. And you're not going to get to it playing an aggro deck, and you're not going to get to it quickly playing a fair deck. Um, so I was going back and forth between the colors I really wanted to go with for Sarah, and I was like, well, I'm already playing blue, so why don't we go with a control build rather than a green-white build, which is what I was thinking about doing in the first place. So blue-white will allow me to play Sarah Angel and Sarah Sphinx and functionally have the same exact card as my top-of-the-deck threat. And so I included two play sets of those. Those are my quote-unquote power cards. Now, how do I get there? What is my game plan? Well, my game plan is to either A, make sure I can survive long enough, either by gaining enough life or by getting rid of enough my opponent's threats that I can get to Sarah Angel and Sarah Sphinx. And so 
what I did was I started putting in a bunch of small little one drops. I put in the card Aegis Turtle. Costs one blue mana. It's a creature turtle. It was from the um, Ikoria set, and it's a 0 5. A 0 5 for one blue mana is really solid. There's a lot of 0 4s out there for one blue mana, but Aegis Turtle is pretty legit on that side. Um, Cathedral Sanctifier was the other one drop that I threw into the deck too. One white mana. Cathedral Sanctifier is a 1-1 human cleric. When a Cathedral Sanctifier enters the battlefield, you gain three life. So, one mana, gain three life. If my opponent is playing burn, guess what? I've just negated one of their uh, burn spells, like lightning bolts, for one white mana. And I've got a creature in the battlefield to block something like a like a goblin that's swinging in really quick and really fast. I might be able to kill it, but I might not if it's a 2-2. But at least I can stop that bleeding as soon as possible. The other card I put in there is Omen Speaker. Omen Speaker, it is a 1-3 human wizard. One blue mana, one of the other color. And when Omen Speaker enters the battlefield, you get to scry two. And that's really important because that allows me to look deeper into my deck and put cards in the bottom if I don't feel like I need them. To get to five mana, I gotta have at least five lands at the battlefield. I'm playing blue and white, so I'm not ramping or anything in this specific deck, so I gotta make sure I can make it have a land drop every single turn and make sure I can get my threat onto the battlefield and have ways to protect it. So that's what Omen Speaker is there for. And again, like I mentioned earlier, four copies of Sarah Angel, four copies of Sarah Sphinx, those are gonna be my top-end creatures to help me just swing in and win the game. They're gonna be there to help protect if my opponent's throwing a bunch of smaller creatures at me, they're going to be there to swing in with Invasion to make sure that I can actually bring my opponent's life total from 20 to 0. Now, what spells am I looking at? Well, my removal package I threw in here was the Enchantment Oppressive Rays. I love this card, and I think it's really undervalued and underappreciated. Oppressive Rays, for one white mana, is an aura enchantment. And what it says is that Enchanted Creature cannot attack or block unless its controller pays three colorless mana or three generic mana. And then activated abilities of enchanted creature cost three generic mana more to activate. So if my opponent was going to try and swing in with their small little creatures, or heck, even their big creatures, it's like passive. So they can't attack and they can't block unless they're willing to pay a tax of three mana. If they're getting a creature out there that has an activated ability, either that you're paying mana or you are discarding a card or you're tapping it, you have to add three mana on top of that because they have to activate that ability. They have to pay three additional mana in order to make it work. So it helps shut down some infinite combos that use creatures that have activated abilities. So that is pretty nice um, all in itself. Oppressive Rays, really love the card. And for me, it doesn't necessarily remove their creature or... Yeah, it doesn't remove their creature permanently, but it does slow them down, and in some cases can remove them permanently. The next card is Anticipate. Anticipate, one blue mana, one of the other color. I get to look at the top three cards of my library. I put one of them into my hand, and the rest on the bottom of my library in any order. I love Anticipate because it's instant speed. You can do this on your opponent's team as you're leaving cards up. Um, now, Anticipate's really good at helping me get what I need you know, when I need it. And so it's kind of like scry three, draw one. It's how I would equate it for two mana. So I do like anticipate for that fact. Um, the other thing that I threw in here was cloud shift. Now cloud shift is one color or one white mana. 
instant speed, exile target creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under your control. Believe it or not, this is a card that will slow your opponent down. I've got like 12 copies of these things, but um, it acts as a way to keep your creatures alive. So if your opponent says, oh, well, I'm playing, I'm going to play Sarah Angel is what I'm doing. My opponent says, well, I'm going to play Doomblade to kill your Sarah Angel. I can play Cloud Shift. I can exile Sarah Angel. So that target's gone, so that spell's fizzling, and then she hits the battlefield again as a different Sarah Angel, or rather the same Sarah Angel, just in a different location, and that's how Cloud Shift works. You're moving so fast that they cannot hit your creature. So Sarah Angel doesn't worry about things entering the battlefield, but guess who does? Cathedral Sanctifier and Omen Speaker do. Both those cards have enter the battlefield abilities. Cathedral Sanctifier, I can exile that with Cloud Shift, bring it back to the battlefield, and instead of just gaining what are gaining three life for one against six life for two so pretty solid um granted it requires me to have two cards and doesn't really help out too much but it also also help out with omen speaker which can help me scry two and dig a little bit deeper into my deck and put the things i don't want on the bottom of the deck to help me kind of manipulate it um negate was the other spell that i put in here that's blue one blue mana one of the other color counter target non-creature spell so Literally, if my opponent wants to remove one of my creatures, if my opponent wants to, I don't know, do a board wipe, or they want to do something super tricky, or they want to throw a planeswalker in the battlefield, I can use negate to negate that. I can stop that. So for me, negate is a pretty solid build. It's a pretty solid idea for me to throw into there, and it just screams control. It's another kind of piece, a pseudo removal, to help me either A, stop my opponent from doing what they want to do, or B, protect my creature from what my opponent is trying to do to it. So, negate, that's there. And this last card that I threw in the deck, I'm back and forth on it because I'm looking at one of two options. Right now, I have Angel's Mercy there. And when you check the list, it's white, white, and two of any other color. Angel's Mercy can be played at instant, and you gain seven life. Now, I mentioned earlier, you can gain six life, granted off of two cards, but just two mana. So having a Cathedral Sanctifier and a Cloud Shift can give me six for two. Angel's Mercy, four for seven. Not a huge turnaround, but in the deck that I currently have in paper for my budget control build here, I have Angel's Mercy. And believe it or not, seven mercy or seven life, when you gain that, your opponent looking to try and kill you just stares in stun and disbelief like, what the heck? Because chances are, by this point, by the time you get to turn four, they've probably got you to down seven life. They maybe got you to ten. You play this spell... This one card now got you back up to 17 from 10. Now they got to try and work all the way back and get you all the way back down. And hopefully by that point, they've either they've exhausted all their options or you can continue to just build up your board and just keep gaining a bunch of life and then allow them to keep exhausting themselves out of options and options and options. So, you know, Angel's Mercy, one card, four mana. It more or less it negates two different burn spells if you're playing a burn opponent. I always like to look at, okay, well, how many three damage spells can somebody possibly be playing in order to win the game? That's how it pushes them back. And so Angel's Mercy is really good. Where I'm having some confusion, though, or where I'm just really kind of curious about where I should be building something is I'm thinking either taking Angel's Mercy out and, or I'm looking at taking Oppressive Rays out 
or possibly taking negate out. And you guys, feel free to let me know at the JM Special at gmail.com or the JM Special on Twitter. Um, that's the official email on the Twitter of the podcast. But if you guys have any ideas, I'm thinking right now taking negate out and putting in Azorius Charm. Azorius Charm, as if you've listened to my Azorius Charm episode, one white mana, one blue mana, instant speed, choose one mode. You either put a attacking or blocking creature on top of its owner's library, so I can throw my opponent's attacking or blocking creature on top of their library, so, so it kind of like stems their draw, makes them go longer, or I can draw a card at instant speed, so it's like I'm cycling the card away, or creatures I control gain lifelink till the end of turn, and that's where I can gain a little bit more life. If I'm swinging in with a Cathedral Sanctifier, if I'm swinging with the Omen Speaker, well, I'm going to gain a little bit of life off of it there, but where the real big swing is going to be Sarah Angel and Sarah Sphinx, and that's where I don't necessarily think that Azorius Charm is going to work very well. So I might just keep this where I have it right now, but Azorius Charm is kind of just peeking a little bit into the back of my mind on maybe this is a card I should include. Outside of that, you got 20 lands. Um, I just have 13 islands and seven planes to keep the budget super low. But honestly, you can play cards like Meandering River. You can play cards like Tranquil Cove. You can play whatever you want that comes intact. You can play Evolving Wild so you can get the colors that you need. But you have a pretty much equal blue and white mana base. A little bit more blue required than white. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's up to you on how you want to build it. You can do 10 and 10 if you want, or you can do 13 and 7 like I did. Uh, but more often than not, I need blue a whole lot more than I need white early on. So yeah, that is the deck list. I will make sure to um, go ahead and link that into the description. And I would love to hear what you guys have for a thought around the deck. If you think this is a good budget deck, if you had an opportunity to play with it or play with something like it, please let me know uh, at the Real Ham or the JM special. So thank you guys. You have a good one and keep slinging some paper spells and I will see you on the next JM special. Bye.